Hi, I'm Christine B. And welcome to Christine B's World of the Paranormal. Today, I would like to discuss polar geists and telekinesis with you. Since I am an author and an English major, hearing in proper English is like scraping fingernails over a chalkboard for me. For example, every time I see a Liberty Mutual commercial, I cringe because their motto is, you only pay for what you need. The proper English should be, you pay only for what you need. The word only should always come after the verb or else you are saying the only thing you ever do is pay. The same is true for the John Deere commercials when they tell us that nothing runs like a deer. What they are saying is not even a deer runs like a deer. Their motto should be nothing else runs like a deer. Luckily for me, there are many less John Deere commercials than there are Liberty Mutual commercials. So I don't have to hear the John Deere commercials as many times as I have to listen to those darn Liberty Mutual commercials. Anyway, back to our subject. Likewise, I feel the same way when somebody uses the wrong term for paranormal activity. The term that is second most often misused other than a ghost is a polargeist. You might have heard it said that a polargeist is a playful spirit. That is wrong. In fact, a polargeist is not a spirit at all. A polargeist is actually a form of telekinesis. And what is telekinesis? Telekinesis is, the, is when the mind moves objects without the use of physical force. For example, Yuri Geller used to bend spoons by the use of telekinesis. If you are not old enough to know who Yuri Geller is, look him up on Google or Wikipedia. He was famous in the 1960s for doing just that bending spoons with his mind. First, Yuri would hold up a spoon in his hand. Then he would concentrate his mind on the spoon and it would bend before his viewers. He did this all the time on the Johnny Carson show and various other programs airing at that time. If you're not old enough to know who Johnny Carson is, look him up on Google. Anyway, that is what telekinesis is, and that is basically what, per, what a polargeist is. A polargeist is a youth or a teenager usually, who usually brings about the activity in a house. And a polargeist is almost always found in a house and not in a normal building. So uh, uh, youth is going, the youth that causes a polarized activity is going through puberty at the time. So in other words, in most cases, the youth has no idea 
that they are causing the activity and the youth that is causing the activity is usually troubled by something that is going on in the home environment. So a polargeist is caused by a youth going, living in the home, going through puberty, and um, who is causing the activity and not knowing they're doing it. So that's what a polargeist is. A polargeist is not, as the famous movie indicated, a bunch of spirits coming up from a graveyard that had been covered up by a housing development. Again, nails on a chalkboard. And once again, don't believe everything you see in the movies. Why that movie producer decided to name that movie Polargeist is beyond my comprehension because it had nothing to do with Polargeist. That was bad juju spirits. If I ever saw it, it had nothing to do with Polargeist. The book and movie Carrie, on the other hand, by Stephen King, that was far more accurate. Carrie was a troubled youth going through some difficulties and did take it out on several people in her environment. Stephen get, King did get a bit carried away, however, as he is prone to do in his movies and scripts. In most cases, polargeist activity doesn't escalate to such violent proportions. As a matter of fact, Polargeist activity is very rarely violent. Yes, things get thrown around the house, but in rare, very rare cases is it ever violent. What the some of the indications of polar activity are, polargeist activity are, sounds of rocks or stones falling on the roof of the house, and in most cases, no rocks or stones are ever found outside. Kitchen cabinet doors opening and closing by themselves. Uh, sometimes they are heard in other rooms of the house. Sometimes they are seen by the people who are living in the house, doing it, opening and closing by themselves. Uh, that never hurt anybody unless they're in the vicinity and they get caught by an opening door, but usually they're not caught by the opening door. So they're not, you know, hurt by any of that activity. Items that are thrown across a room on their, of their own volition. Uh, someone can get hurt in that process, but it's very rare. Usually the items are not being thrown at anybody or uh, if they are, the person ducks and they don't get hurt. Uh, the person that does this, the teenager that does this, is not out to hurt anybody. They're just taking out their frustrations, um, whatever their frustrations might be. But they're not out to really hurt anybody in the process. Heavy footfalls on staircases, that can happen. Um, all of these things can also indicate paranormal activity, as you well know. But... The difference is when there's paranormal activity, it shows up on our male meters or our K2 meters with EMF 
readings. And when you go in and you investigate a house, a, a residence, and you have your K2 meters there and your mel meters there, and you're not picking up any EMF readings on either of these meters, then you know that the activity that the people in the house are experiencing, especially if there's a teenager involved, then it's gotta be polargeist activity. Um, so that's an indication that that's how you know the difference. Uh, so you can tell the homeowner, okay, this is what we found. You've got a teenager in the house. There's some emotional problems with the teenager because this, this, and this are indicative. So you're more likely having polargeist activity and not paranormal activity. And when I was investigating with my El Dorado paranormal activity, investigation team we did actually investigate i'm sorry investigate a house where this was the case we investigated a house and we found that there was a hole in one of the bedrooms and when i asked the homeowner how that got there she said my son put his hand through the drywall now if you've ever punched a wall you know it's not that easy to put your hand through a drywall so you the kid had to really punch that drywall pretty hard to put a hole through it. And there was a hole through the drywall. So um, we took our meters out and we didn't find any indication that there was EMF readings in the house. So um, I talked to the homeowner and she told me that there was a divorce going on and the uh, her son was upset that you know they were getting a divorce and um, he was having some other issues and he was um, emotionally upset. And there were other things going on with her son. And so I told her that it was our opinion and we talked, the team talked with each other before we told her this, that the activity that she was experiencing was polargeist activity caused by her son, whether he was aware of it or not, and that he should be, she should take him to a psychologist and that the activity would probably stop once she did that. And I'm not sure that she took my advice or not because uh, we didn't contact her again afterwards, but we, whenever we did an investigation, uh, a, um, investigation to a residence, we also gave them a written report and we indicated in our written report that this is what we advised her to do. Um, so we don't know if that's what she did or not because we didn't follow up on that. She didn't call us back and let us know that's what she did. But um, that's what we told her that's what she should do. Uh, the, uh, we also noticed while we were in the house that we felt the, the uh, sensitives in the group, we had several sensitives in the group and I was one of them, that the feng shui in the house was out of whack as well. And um, the philosophy, philosophy of feng shui is that it is the practice of arranging the pieces of furniture in a living space in order to create a balance with the natural world. And 
to me, the definition of feng shui personally is that a room is decorated in a way that makes you feel comfortable. And I have, I studied uh, interior design when I was in college. And the reason I did that was because I always had a flair for decoration, interior design. And when I, whenever I entered a room or a home or even an office building that did not, was not decorated properly or did not match or did not have proper quote unquote feng shui, I was aware of it and I felt nervous and I wanted to get out of there. So I, as a sensitive, picked up naturally feng shui when I ever entered a room or a space. So I don't know if feng shui has an effect on polar geist activity or a youth, if that contributes to polar geist activity or not. But in this case, we knew that the feng shui in that house was off. So in this case, I think it did to some degree contribute to the polar geist activity in that house. So um, I can't prove that that's the case on every case of polar geist activity, but I believe in that case, it did contribute to the polar geist activity. And whether that youth picked up on it and it contributed to his emotional state or not is um, not something I can prove, but uh, I believe it did have some effect on his, his acting out um, and his emotional state let's put it. So keep that in mind too, when you're investigating, if you investigate, that there are all types of things that contribute to paranormal activity and to polargeist activity. And feng shui might be one of the things that can contribute to polargeist activity, especially when a youth is sensitive and in most cases, youth that contribute to polargeist activity are sensitive because they are able to work telekinesis. So they are, they do have sensitive um, paranormal gifts or they wouldn't be able to do it. So whether they know it or not, they have uh, psychic abilities that they are unaware of. And uh, part of their psychic abilities is telekinesis. So whether they are aware of it or not, they have the gift of telekinesis. And their telekinesis comes out in polar geist activity. Okay, so that basically is uh, the definition of polar geist and telekinesis and a little bit of feng shui um, added in there for extra uh, portions, <laughs> extra measure.
And um, that's all I have to talk about today. I hope you enjoy this podcast. If you have any questions or if you'd like to suggest any further podcast subjects, please feel free to email me at authorchristineb at gmail.com. And uh, please check out my website at www.authorchristineb.com at any time. I update and change my website on a regular basis, so feel free to drop by at any time to check that out. And bye until next time.